Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Yo, yo. You guys' headphones good? Yeah, my headphones are good, dude. M, are you not doing headphones? Yeah, there's headphones sitting right there. Can you hear? Get on your mic. Hello, hello. There I you go. Woo. Yeah, I'm not getting on my button bar. Dang. Why? It's got to load. They closed out everything. Well, you can. We can wait a second, dude. It doesn't. Your mic sounds like ass. No, my mic is real low. I, I think you got to turn it up. I, I noticed that the mics were low the other day. I don't know what they did. That's they, better. They just sound echoey. Do we have it on the wrong button? No. Hmm. I'm an audio engineer, Coach. Ray's the best. Why are you questioning what he's doing? All right, I'm hitting this. Oh. Bron- Broncos country. Let's ride. See, so you got the button bar working. Yeah. Does that look low over there? Or is that good, Auto you Engineer? That one's fine. I'll boost that up. All right, good. Let's go. It all started when a dumbass met another dumbass, and they became the dumbass trio of the end. Duo. What's up, y'all? I'm going to do this live. I've totally forgot how to do the intro. Hey, Arnold! <laughs> Arnold! Hey, right there. I went to were Taylor you, Swift. Were you at Taylor Swift till 2 a.m. last night? Yeah, Red Tour. New Era's Tour. What was it? Raining on you? Morgan's headphones are really loud. They're so loud. Here, tell me if these are I want yours. to cry right now. Is that yours? Is that better? Is no. that better? Lunchbox's voice is literally like busting out my Oh, that's me. Drum. I'm oh, I'm my. silent. I yeah, can't hear it's anything. Okay, you know what? Hold We're on. Ju- Try it. Uh, that was okay. Oh my no. I'm not kidding you. Lunchbox is gonna kill my eardrums. Okay. okay. <laughs> Alright, Arnold, Arnold. went to the Taylor Swift. Till 2 a.m.? Yeah, I went to the bars after. Wow, dude, Arnold, thanks for being here. That's dedication. Let's do this. Let's do it. I had sex with Abby. Whoa! At T Swift? We're going to do it live, Arnold. Get over here. Quick gossiping. This isn't the water cooler. This is called our jobs. We are the one, two, three. Sore losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts. 
my sports opinions because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Y'all, it's Sizzin. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I'm from the west side of Nashville, Tennessee. I live with Baser White Picket Fence. God bless you all for all the very kind messages. Pablo, may he rest in peace. He's in kitty heaven. He's also called Scully. We'll get that in a minute. I don't want to start off the show sad. I want to start off the show happy, excited, and tell you all about Taylor Swift. Oh my goodness, it was T-Squizzle Weekend. The new era, is it called Eras Tour or the new Eras? Eras Tour. Eras Tour, let me tell you guys. I went into it, I had no idea what to expect. Am I a Swifty? No, I'm not a Swifty. But was I going to go to the concert and see what all this hype was about? And boy, did I go. Wait, but the question now is, are you now a Swifty? You will You will find out at the end of this review. We don't tell the <laughs> final result at the beginning because then no one would listen to the story. They would fast forward. Yes, I have Taylor Swift panties now. But let's talk... <laughs> Right? <laughs> Can I also point out that Arnold sounds like Kermit the Frog? <laughs> I I can't help that. Don't make fun of Arnold. I mean, it's his voice. We don't make fun of I your know, voice. I know. Listen, I just, Arnold sounds like Kermit. Okay. That might be true. He may have been inspired. Maybe he watched a lot of Kermit growing up, and that's how he learned how okay. to talk. I just wanted to point it out. So, yeah, and we also had a very long morning, so his voice may have altered a little bit. <laughs> I, I, and I had a very long weekend. Just let me tell you, I stayed up past 1 a.m., Friday and Saturday night, so I am on the struggle bus. I am tired. I'm worn out, but I am here. And let me tell you, so Friday, all leading up, leading up to Taylor Swift, all I kept thinking about is what Morgan said. You got to get there at four o'clock because you're going to get stuck in two hours I, of traffic. I believe fact check. I said five or six, but sure, we'll go four. She was like, "You got to get there early. Pay the babysitter the extra couple of hours because you do not want to get stuck in the traffic. You do not understand." How crazy it gets around a Taylor Swift concert. I went home and told my wife, I was like, are we underplaying this? Do they not put concerts on at Nissan Stadium all the time? And there's going to be just as many people there as there were for Luke Combs. And they probably know how to do this. And my wife was like, yeah, I don't think we need to get there at 4 o'clock. I think that seems a little crazy. But we kept debating it. And and then we also talked about, like, aren't half her fans under the legal driving age? So they're not going to be driving anyway. Uh, well, yeah, that's the problem with traffic. But they can't drive. So they're all going to be in mama's yeah, so car. All, no, they'd all be in Ubers. Oh, I don't think 12-year-olds Uber to the concert. But also, to my point, it was the most sold-out concert ever at Nissan Stadium. There were 70,000 people Until there. the next day, and then she said the exact same thing on Saturday. Well, this weekend, I think in general, was the most sold-out like concerts at Nissan Stadium ever. So you're telling me she got more, I mean, maybe, I don't because know. Because she sold seats behind the stage. She sold obstructed views okay. tickets when most of the time people So a don't. couple extra hundred people is not going to make that big. But bi- did you also see the, the amount of people outside of the stadium? Right, and they also include the homeless people in the final count. Oh, they do, and they—they yeah. they, the people down by the river in their tents. <laughs> that's great. Me and Bazer and- literally used to watch some Titans games from that bridge, pedestrian bridge. Yeah, and that's where there was T Swift fans all over the pedestrian bridge, and they were all outside of the stadium that couldn't even get into the concert. That that tells you there was probably at least another couple thousand outside of the stadium. Fine. I understand what so you're yes, saying. So yes, there's a mass amount of people down there. So you said, I need to get there all this early. I'm going to hit traffic. So my wife and I are like, well, too bad. The babysitter can't be there till 6.30. So we waited for the babysitter. When did you start drinking? Well, I started drinking at 5 <laughs> when I went down to watch Abby sing at the Grand Hyatt. Smart. And did then, you tip her? Hell no, I didn't tip her. Why would I tip Rude. her? I wonder if you all brought in people, though, because we actually talked about it on the air, too. 
Yes, there was a few people there to watch Abby that were listeners of us. Because Luna, not that well-known of a rooftop, maybe is now. No, but it does look pretty cool. It does, because it's yeah. so high up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cool okay. part was Abby had to sing inside because there was a threat of rain. So she was not even on the patio. She was inside, like, in a little hallway. It was awesome. The threat of rain. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I go watch Abby, and then I have to go back and get the wife at the house. We drive back to the Grand Hyatt to park. Logistically, and, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, no, well, it doesn't. I understand that, but when you have kids, nothing logistically makes sense. It's it. harder to balance things. It was a 10-minute drive from my house to the Grand Hyatt, 10 minutes back, no problem. So we get to the Grand Hyatt, and we're going to hit. We're gonna walk, or we're going to uh, Uber, and we hit the Uber. Boom. Says it'll take seven minutes to get there. What happened to this traffic that Morgan was talking about? We're going to be stuck in traffic for two hours. Oh, my goodness. And the surge pricing on Ubers is going to be through the window. There was no surge pricing whatsoever. I don't understand. Why are you mad at me for potentially helping you out so no, money no. if it was going to be bad? I understand that it wasn't, but I was helping you in a situation that it could have been. So no, why no. are you angry? But you're, you're dramatizing of how crazy it was going to be. All I know is my past experience from Luke Combs, and I do think more Ubers were in town for Taylor. I think they realized it was going to be nuts and more came into town. A lot of them will drive into town from Kentucky, from Alabama. And Luke Combs, it did genuinely take us two hours to get from like downtown to get into where we were at in the state. Well, that is your problem for not walking. I did or- walk. We walked like normal walking. The it the took you two bridge. hours to walk across the pedestrian there was so bridge. So many people, and they didn't have it organized. On, and there were so many Ubers. Hold on. So you walked from the pedestrian bridge to the stadium. No, and it took I walked you- from Fifth and Broadway to Nissan Stadium, and it took you two hours. From from start of Fifth and Broadway to get into the seats that we were supposed to be in, yes, I because of that. how it was happening. Also, Rick Rod proposed on the pedestrian bridge. Continue. Congrats, Rick Rod. Anyway, congratulations. Who is that? He's he <laughs> was at the listener. convention. Oh, shout out, buddy. The Sore Losers Convention. We uh, the first one. I told him to propose on the pedestrian bridge. Oh, look at Ray. Good job. I was going to do that if I did. How long has he been with this chick? Years. I mean, they've been knocking it around for a while. Good. Good for him. Not. Um. So anyway, so the Uber. Like, the traffic was nothing. We never hit the brakes. We just came down, boop, and he pulled right into a parking lot on the east side of the stadium and pulled right up to the front. He's like, I think this is close as I can get you. I was like, great. Hey, we, brother, you got any battery acid? Then I was told that it's the that line- gas station. No, no, we were- in, it, oh, okay. That's the gas station, but yes, we were in the uh, parking lot right next to it. Hey, brother, you got a Coors Light half open? And I, what I heard from Morgan was that the lines were going to be around the stadium to get in, that we better get there so early- that we're going to miss the start of Taylor if we try to get in the gates. Mm-hmm. By the From the time we got out of the Uber to we walked to the gate and got in, one minute, two seconds. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Wow. It sounds like everybody went early and they dealt with it all then, which I also have never seen anything like that in my life. So I don't know. I was just trying to help you out I know. to not deal with something, I, and now you're all angry at me. I am just telling you. the last time I ever helped you. I am just telling you this this whole dramatic, like it's going to be the most impossible concert to get into was so okay, overblown. You are now over-dramatizing what I said. I just said you should get there a little bit early. Right? Did I really dramatize it this much? Also, we need to check if it's over dramatize <laughs> or if it's over over dramatize. Oh, good call. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I Sometimes don't know. Sometimes I go I with big either. words, and then after I say them, I'm like, I don't even know if that was a. I wasn't word. even saying it because he kept saying it. I like it though. I and so, I, and I had gotten last minute tickets, and my wife thought, okay, we're gonna get because we got sweet tickets, which it sounds all great and cool. Sweet. It, it sounds sweet. 
And my wife's like, I hope you know that these are the leftover suites. Like, it's probably like a little closet that they were like, oh, last minute. Like, oh, these people don't have tickets. Let's just stick them in this suite. And they converted a closet into a suite. It's not going to be anything nice. So we had no expectations when we got in there. So we walk in, we go up, and we are the last one. We're all the way at the very end of the stadium, south end zone. And it is a massive suite. There are so many people in there. I only know two people. Is M in your suite? No. She was, was in not. a different suite. McKitty was in my suite. Of course he and, was. And uh, one of his friends. Those were the only two people I knew Dyer in the entire girl. suite. Girl. And Was that th- even a question? <laughs> they, they had barbecue chicken, barbecue uh, pulled pork. They had everything. Cornbread, beans, mac and cheese. They had brownies, cookies, wow. beer, wine, vodka, Anything you wanted. What about pork missiles? They did not. Oh, they no, they didn't have pork missiles. No pork missiles. I don't think I and I was like, is. wow. Hot dog. I'm sorry. A hot dog is called a pork missile? Yeah. Yeah, you never had a pork missile? Well, guys, I also haven't had meats in those eight. But you can right. have a vegetarian pork missile. They I have vegetarian know. ones. But I've also just never heard anybody call it a pork missile. The next time you're on Demumbrian, you go to Daddy's Dogs, you need to ask in your little girl voice, can I get a pork missile? <laughs> You do. Guys, what? I had no idea. <laughs> if a guy was behind you, he would fall in love with you instantly. Is that just what guys call it? Yeah, pork I assume missile. that's not what girls call it. Whenever you go to a baseball game, you get a couple pork missiles. Yeah, that's you just how it is. I've never in my life. Then they're walking around going, hot dogs, get your hot dogs. You go, yeah. you got any pork missiles? That's what you say. And they're like, that that girl knows what she's talking about. I'm going to use this next time I'm somewhere. I'm, I'm going to use it. Yes, and they're going to be like, okay, that person understands what it is. So... We get there, and we got like 15 minutes to Taylor, and I want to give Taylor credit. Everything was exactly on time. No monkey business about, oh, I'm going to make you wait an extra 15 minutes. Oh, we're running behind schedule. She said it goes on at 8. At 8, boom, the concert starts. That's a G And the crowd, <laughs> never seen anything like it so loud so loud and the instant it hit zero the clock the countdown it was just ah, everybody in the stadium was screaming yeah it's probably gonna be the loudest that place has ever been it was and it was filled to the top the Bup. tippy top was yeah there was not an empty seat anywhere I, I mean there was probably an empty seat but you couldn't really tell because it was well, yeah you know sometimes you look out you're like oh there's yeah there's, there's a patch empty. there there's a patch there, there was not i did not see anything it looked so packed yes wow and so they start coming out and they have these big old like fans and i'm i'm like wow that is really cool and then we're not breaking down every song are we no no we're not going to break down every Lunchbox song Lunchbox would love to thank you <laughs> but then taylor Comes up from the bottom of the stage. The stage rises. Here comes Taylor freaking Swift. And the crowd goes bananas! Yes, but can can I also point out that before that even started, the crowd was already singing along to all of the songs that were just playing overhead in the stadium. Like, that's how hyped the crowd was. Okay. So hyped. Coach, were you, uh, is she sexy to you? Or are you just, you know the fans are there for her music, but like we don't aren't all the way into her music, so we kind of like to see the sex appeal. Is she hot when she dances? What's the difference between sexy and sexy? I don't know. <laughs> sexy is more like, sexy than sexy. I see all these costumes she had on at some points. Did you think sexy? Ray, when I was watching that concert and I watched her walk around that stage, I thought to myself, damn, she is freaking sexy. Like, I was like, I, I never. We've I, got a Swifty. I, I don't really pay attention to Taylor that much as a hottie. Like, I don't put her on hottie lists. 
But, dude, the way she was working it and her long legs and she was, like, bearing the leg out, I was like, that girl is sexy. And she knew how to work the stage. Like, her hips, her legs, her movements, phenomenal. So she obviously trained that shit for, I mean, eight months probably. For sure. I mean, yeah. Like, it's so choreographed. Everything. She puts the, so much into the her The pictures shows. I've seen, it looks like, holy crap, that's a fine-tuned machine right mm-hmm. there. So the concert was phenomenal, Ray. Like, I get I, that it was. Because no, guess no. what? It's selling out three cities, three shows in every city from Detroit to Kalamazoo Petoskey, to, Cal- to- Catch a can to our oh Abu Dhabi to, to Abu Dhabi Bali. to <laughs> we said all these cities outside of the country. I love it. We I love it. it. Um, well, but the, even it, even cooler though was that whole set production. No, no, the set production, the graphics, like, and they had everything was so phenomenal and big and cool and everything just awesome. Then they handed these lights to you, the little wristbands when you walk in the stadium, right? That was a huge part of the show. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I know. That's what the Titans need to do. They need no, to no, do no. blue ones. No, no, no. You don't understand. Like, they were so good that like when they were singing some heart song, only certain sections, their lights would work and it would form a heart. Like, it, it was, was like, so cool. Have you ever seen on the Christmas when people do Christmas lights and they do a song to the lights? Yes. That's what these bracelets were doing, but on everyone. I've celebrated So like Christmas. half the people, their lights would turn <laughs> I'm blue. I'm giving you an idea, right? The other half, it would be green. And so it'd be boom, 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 blue and green. Where blue. did you put your wristbands? You put it on your... No, I had it on my wrist, and then my wife had hers on her wrist. She went to the bathroom, washed her hands, got it wet, didn't work. So, <laughs> oh. so then she asked me, hey... Can I have your wristband? <laughs> so I was the poor schmuck with no wristband for half the show because she decided she couldn't hold her pee and she decided to wash her hands. And the second time she went to the bathroom, she didn't wash her hands because she didn't want to get the second bracelet wet. <laughs> That's a true Swifty that, right that there. That is a true Swifty right there. Did you have a bathroom in the suite? No, right See, across the hall. That's how you oh. know it wasn't top notch suite. Exactly. We have one in ours. <laughs> <laughs> But I am going to say, I was so impressed with Taylor, and I found out, Ray, she sang 44 freaking songs. Wow. No teleprompter. And? She knows every single word, so she knows 44 songs, plus she sings two new ones every night, so she really knows the 42, and then the other two, She, I guess she learns them that night. She, her choreograph, knowing exactly where to be at every point on that huge, because the, the stage, it was a catwalk. It started in one end zone and came all the way to the other end zone. It was 100 yards long. She worked the entire stage. She never was out of breath. She put on a phenomenal show. But I will say, if you paid for front row tickets, you got effed. You got screwed. Why? That stage is taller than I am, Ray. Like, you're you're not level. Like, when you go to a country concert and it's, like, right next to you and you can, like, reach up, touch them, they can grab your phone – no, Taylor's is like probably the height of Lunchbox. That's how tall it is. It's probably up. about six feet tall. So you're looking up, like really high up. And she was never up at the front of the stage. She was always out on the catwalk. So yeah. if you paid for front row seats, you had to turn around to watch the concert. There were people at Nissan where they were behind. Yeah. Yes. Totally obstructive view. And they could only watch her like via the screen in front of them or when she got, went to the all the way at the end of the catwalk. Hard pass on that one. That sounds like a waste of money. Yeah, but I mean, unless did. you're just trying to blast, you know what I'm saying? You got your chick there. It's just being there and singing the songs and being in the stadium and having a light up wrist. Like your part, the environment is so much a part of Taylor Swift. Like, yes, her production, she is insane. Everything about what she put on, I've never experienced anything like it. But the environment of all of those Swifties, like 
it genuinely felt like a Met Gala. Everyone's dressed up like to the nines, found their best outfits. Aren't they 12? And, oh, th- it, they range from 12 to 50. Like there is no age limit. There's a whole lot of women. Like the, the guys' bathrooms were empty the whole time. Yeah, but, I saw it. Somebody said perks are going to a uh, Taylor Swift thing. Like the barbecue chicken was wide open. The beer lines were wide open. <laughs> Yes, 100%. But like the environment is where like that concert thrived. Everybody sang every song. Everybody knew everything that was happening. Nobody was ever sitting down. Even in our suite, people were standing up the whole time. The, the suite next to us, there was in, on, hanging out the window, there was like five, probably 15 year old girls, and they were just every song How's jamming going, and singing ladies? and dancing back and forth and just going nuts. And, high school? and what's crazy <laughs> is their moms were in the row behind them doing the exact yep. same thing thing so it was like a generational the moms passed their love of taylor swift to their kids and they knew every song the moms did the daughters did and they rocked the whole time were the moms milfin a couple of them were milfin for how's sure. it going milfies no. i like taylor too no no i had my wife with me i wasn't talking to him we're gonna swizzle as well what was was mama lunchbox milfin she was milfin she was excited and she was going into it she kept saying man we don't need to go i don't know this is gonna be a lot and we, oh, we'll just leave early because 44 songs is a lot. That girl did not want to leave the venue. Okay, she was rocking. Let me ask My you wife. this. Oh. It didn't feel like 44 songs to me. Like, I, as she's going through it all, you'd think, like, you get to a point where, like, oh, this is pretty long. But by the time she gets to the end, which is Midnight's her last era she does, I'm like, holy crap, it's already over. Well, let's be real. Wallen snapped off 22 songs, and it didn't seem like that either. Yeah, they never only feel half. that long. Right, but he only did it in an hour and a half. They can pump She went three pretty, hours. Yeah. She went three and a half hours. But did it feel like it was that yes. long to you? Oh, okay. It yes. didn't to me. It, 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 because I didn't know a lot. Here's the thing. I don't know a lot of the songs, but it was still very. I, I was still very impressed and entertained. Like, she was a great entertainer. Okay, hold on. Did you see the one where she jumps into the pool? Yes, Hell yes, the I dive. Did. Was that badass? It was, it was so awesome. Cool. Yeah. There was one where there's like cracks that form on the stage wherever. She, and or do she, you think they were real cracks? No. Oh, stop. <laughs> it was videographic. But she literally had to be at the right spot, stomp for the crack to go. If she's two feet off, it would look stupid her stomp and the crack go right, over there. It's not that hard to understand what there's an X probably that she sees. Right. It is so hard. What I'm saying is it is a hundred yard long catwalk. Henry does it every Sunday. Forty. Four songs, and she has to remember on every song, every word, no teleprompter to where to be. That was so impressive to me that I was just like, this is crazy. What was your favorite song of the night? Can you at least pinpoint that? Oh, I don't know. Sparks Fly. Right? Uh, bad Blood was good, I guess. Okay, that's a good um, one. I got Bad Blood, She Taylor. did announce uh, her one of her albums, the Taylor version of Coming of Speak I, Now, So I saw you huge. tweeted that. She hadn't announced that at any other shows? No, that no. was brand new news. Okay. And so Friday night, we really got the best show. Like, everybody online was like, Friday night was the best show. because Sunday was the worst. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, my I, God. I mean, I was experiencing she, that storm in my home. I can't imagine it at oh Open God. Roof Stadium. But Friday night when we were there, she performed Teardrops on my guitar, and I was very excited about that. Was She's, that one of the secret songs? That was one of the surprise oh. songs. So every night she does two surprise songs. Is that when she sat at the well. piano? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Uh-huh. And on Sunday, the rain came down while she was doing it. Which was nuts. So, like, Sunday, they still, even though you had to wait, and it was probably miserable waiting oh, for, like, four hours, no, no. they got to see her perform in the rain. Guys, I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, that's so cool. You know what I want to see is I want to sit at a concert and watch someone perform in the rain. F no, done it one hey. time. Maroon Five, San Antonio, and I was making out yeah, uh, like, to uh, what pouring rain uh, <laughs> Sunday morning. It's like it's in a the nod pouring to Taylor, rain. Though she she does stuff in rain, so people no, no, like no, the but fans Maroon Five. The song was it. like 
And we're gonna make out in the pouring rain. I was making out with Eliza in the pouring rain at Maroon Five. I'll oh, never. I, I know that because oh. she wanted to go See, to Maroon Five. You remember a concert in the pouring rain? Yes, and it was miserable. It's memorable. So you think it's fun, <laughs> but you are soaking wet. You're cold, but you just have to act like it and power through because some of those people got to the stadium at five o'clock Sunday, and it didn't end till two a.m. Yeah, You're right. there till for seven hours soaking wet. Okay. That sucks. But I'm gonna, I'm we're gonna take a break, I and I'm gonna come. Back I need to know if you're a Swifty. And I know that's why we're gonna take a break, and I'm gonna come back and tell you about the bad part about the what? Taylor Swift no, concert. I want to know if you're a Swifty. We'll be right back. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black? or white and gold. But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little... Well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
take good care and we'll see you there. Here's my problem with Taylor Swift. She's got beautiful <sighs> legs and I popped a chub. No, that was not the problem. The problem was her, her facial expressions. Her acting like, oh my God, I'm so shocked. You guys are cheering for me. Like, no way. But she plays into it. Her demo isn't you, it's 12-year-olds. No, no, no. How's Boone High School? It nice is, to meet no, you. No, no, no. It is so stupid how she does that. Like, there's one point where the crowd's going crazy, right? And she takes out her ear, her, her inner ears, <laughs> and she does this. Oh, like, whoa, you're really yelling for me? Like, oh, my goodness. Like, oh, my. Guys, stop. All this for me? That is so amazing. Like, I understand that when you're brand new, Taylor, and it happens. Now you know you have a, an arena, 70,000 people there. You know it's loud. You know they're cheering for you. So to act shocked that you're they're cheering for you, stop it. it she, looks- should, she should do the gesture where she acts like she starts counting everybody. <gasps> No, she did. No, no, she did this. She, oh, she, she, no, Ray. She goes, don't worry. You way up there on the top. You don't think I can see you? I absolutely see you up there in that row. Oh, you on this side? I see you too. You way in the back? You don't think I see you? These wristbands allow me to see every single one of you in this place. And I'm like, stop the bull crap. Okay, listen. That is bull crap. Listen. Tell me that's not cheesy and Hold dumb. On. Let, let me say first that she is so good at this is why she is as massive as she is because she is she knows how to connect with her fans. Mm-hmm. That's why she's great. Amen. But I have to say I agree with you. Thank you. This, this has been a thing. I saw her on a tour before. Oh. I think it was like one of her. It wasn't Reputation. It was the one before that. And she did the same thing. And I was like, Ooh, that that really kind of <laughs> makes me feel weird. I don't know why. I don't know how to describe it. And then I was hoping maybe it didn't happen as she's gotten bigger because there's just so much yelling. But I'm with you, Lunch. Like, it definitely makes me feel a little weird. I get I get why she does it. I get what's happening. But every time it happens, I'm like, okay, it's, it's time to go. Let's go. Another song. What are we doing? Yeah, I think every artist has their, that's not their crutch. It's not their ick or whatever it is. Everybody has their thing they do. Taylor's is being blown away by how big the crowd is, taking her ears out, saying how much it means to her heart, and then she's banging a backstreet And that's how boy. she connects with her fans. Like, genuinely, that's, you that's. Know. They she's, love yeah. it. She's driving around in an Escalade with some guy that's from Europe and Patty, she banged him Maddie. all weekend. Maddie from the 1975. Yes. So I don't I, know where he's from, though. I don't know where he is from England. About. He's in the band 1975, and I believe he's an ex-heroin addict. I allegedly, that's what uh, Megan told me, and she does not want Taylor Swift to be dating him. She thinks he is bad news for Taylor. Wait, Megan is Megan? No, Megan is... You can't just throw somebody's name out there that we don't know. She was a 14-year-old middle schooler I met. <laughs> she was held back a year. No, Megan is uh, Ryan Brim's wife. They drove in from Virginia. Ryan Brim was my cousin Andrew's fraternity brother in college. Wait, you kept saying your cousin all weekend? This wasn't even your cousin? No, no, my cousin went on Friday night with his wife. His wife cried every single song for the first half of the concert. I'm and then his fraternity brother and wife and daughter drove in from Virginia for the Saturday night mm-hmm. show. And they, this is how crazy they were. They couldn't find a hotel, so they booked a hotel in Murfreesboro. So they thought they were going to go to the concert and then drive to Murfreesboro afterwards. So they drove from Virginia, were worried they weren't going to make it to the hotel in time to change and get back to the concert. So I said, guys. We can cluck. We can, we can throw some air mattresses on the ground. They're like, are you sure? 
okay, we'll do that. So they came to our house, got ready, canceled their hotel, went to the concert. That's clucking material. And they sat there. We broke down Taylor Swift because she told me all the tours and who she used to date. But Megan does not like this 1975 guy for Mm. Taylor. And they're going to Pittsburgh in a couple weeks to see her again. Stop. Stop. It's cool that you guys had this moment. It was fun. But, dude, the fact you went back to your house and had conversations about her boyfriend and them going to Pittsburgh. No, no. Wait, that's dude, why my question is, is Lunchbox now a Swifty? Th- this was on Saturday afternoon before Megan was going to the concert. Coach, she was- I would have told her to shut the up. Sir, can you please answer my question? So, Are you I now mean, a Swifty? When we're leaving the concert, right? Does he just not hear I was me? a little hung. No, no. Le- leaving the concert, we're going to walk back ap- across the pedestrian bridge, and we got to meet my cousin and his wife. And there are 70,000 people pouring out of the stadium. And I don't even think about it. I'm like, hey, just meet by the pedestrian bridge. And we get to the pedestrian bridge, and there is just people everywhere. It's the size of the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm like, well. Yeah, meet there. This was probably a bad idea to say meet here. We should have probably just waited inside the stadium somewhere, outside section, whatever. But no, we're going to meet here. So we're standing there. And my wife's like, try to text him. I try to text. She's like, we should renew uh, our vows. Propose to me. This text failed. All right, hey, let's there try. was proposals during Taylor Swift concert. Tried Rick to call. Rod. Tried to tried to call. Nope, nope, nope. No calls going through. Yeah, you're not like, getting a call off with 70,000. Didn't think about That's that. That's why you got to place your bets before you go to the Titans and, games. And my wife's like, I don't think we're going to find them. Turn around. Boom, they're standing five feet away. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, hey, guys, what up? That's lucky. It was so lucky. So then we're walking across, back across the bridge, and every single person they are singing taylor swift songs i'm like this cult does not stop they want taylor all the time the swifties are powerful man that's like a we, little embarrassing that you're part of that like we went to the concert and just saw taylor sing her heart out and perform every song and they are still singing it on the way back to their cars like top of their lungs group performances everybody loving it and one thing I noticed... And it's not their cars. They're 12. It's their parents' cars. True that. One thing I did notice, most concerts you leave, and there's a lot of people falling over, drunk, puking, fights. Sex. I didn't, I didn't see one hammered person no. leaving that concert. Yeah, they're all under... Not 21. I'm, not... No, my guess is most of them didn't leave the... By the time Taylor started, most of them did not go and buy a drink when she started, would be my guess. There you go. That's the best And so they sobered it. up by the time it was time to leave. It was crazy. But the, also the they just don't care. They just want to see Taylor. But they were all so... They, everybody was being so nice to each other. Usually that doesn't happen after a concert. And I want, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, after I bashed you on Friday for wearing your outfit... I can appreciate After all the different outfits that outfit. people had and made and how much love these people have for this girl. It's crazy. Like, Taylor Swift has formed kind of a cult. She's, we've no, no, she she's had a cult for 20 years. And it's, it was really cool to see. Yeah, it's it was really neat. Swifties. Get off board of the bandwagon. No, no. You're I, scaring he me. Is, no, no. He's on it. He's officially a Swifty. He won't answer me, but he is. I mean, the Swifties are maybe the top five most powerful in the world. Oh, maybe yeah. top three. Listen, they it, can ruin your life if they want to do. Like, I mean, right. dude, the Swifties has come after Bobby Bone Show stuff we've posted before, the right? The Big Show. Big Show. So, Get it right. Okay, but I'm just telling you, the Swifties are good, but cultish. They'll turn on you. They're all 14. I loved all their they're outfits. Not, trust me, they're not all 14. No, they're not all 14. That's what I'm saying. Well, they one of them they was range your, from five to 60. Would be my thing. You had the 40-year-old version at your house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I do not understand. Like, I know one um, parent that took their four- and five-year-old daughter. No, that, you can't do that. That's just rich, Rich. 
But that's just stupid. A four-year-old doesn't want to go. I remember my first concert, Shania Twain, and I was six years old. We all remember our first. But moment. you do not need to take a four-year-old to saying. a three-and-a-half-hour <laughs> concert. Like, a four-year-old does not want to be there that long. They do not pay attention that long. I guarantee you, they hated it. Did you tell them that? I saw no, I didn't tell. But them maybe that. not their kids. I saw one. Yes, every kid, every four year old does not, not want to be. If, not if t- you're watching Taylor Swift and she's just magical unicorn. I <laughs> promise you, a four year old does not want to be there for three and a half hours. Hey, I promise you. Did you get you. a report after? Did you ask the kids? Or are you just making it up in your head? I'm making it up in my head. Exactly. I did. I did see one like thirteen or fourteen year old girl on crutches trying to make her way across the pedestrian bridge carrier? in the crowd, and yes. I was like, "This poor okay, girl." Can you please answer my question now? Are you a Swifty? Am I a Swifty? Yes. After going, I was so impressed. I was blown away. It was incredible. She put on a hell of a show. But I'm not going to go start listening to her music. Like, I knew some of the songs. I'll hang up and listen. This is where I leave. Wait, wait. I hit her sound. This this girl, not even dedicated enough to stay for the whole concert. I did. Morgan. Yeah, I I have a name. Thank you, Ray. She left. This street thing. I left during the middle of the last song to run across the other side of the stadium, and I was still singing. Are you a Swifty or are you not a Swifty? You stayed to the end. What I saw, 99% of the people stayed in their seats because they were not leaving until she was done. I need you to calm down. Got him. That does not define a Swifty because you stayed the whole time and you just said you're not. What defines a Swifty is if you're a fan, you listen to her music, you love what she does, you make outfits for her because you love her. I am a Swifty. You are not. Do not come at me because I ran across the entire stadium to get into my car. Do not be bombarded by 70,000 fans. Wait, because you had a driver? Yeah. Rich, rich. You had to get out I of did, Rich Rich. Listen, I did not like, like, pay for said driver. I was just part of the part of the crew. Like, why would you care if you got a driver? Who cares how long it takes? You got because a driver. Didn't, we didn't want to sit in traffic after the thing. You know how bad it sucks to sit in concert traffic. It's terrible. I agree with you on that. Like, one. What? I just we wanted sat, to be home. Do you know how old you sound right now? I'm sorry. I don't uh, want to sit in traffic for three hours after a three-hour concert. I just want to. I want to be home. Ale theory: always leave early. There's no yeah. reason to stay till the very end of anything. No, like, and I listened to the entire, I got to hear the whole song as I was running to the other side of the stadium. So I was actually very smart, mature adult. Thank you. I will hang up and listen. Now, would you have stayed in the rain? Would you have stayed for the five-hour rain delay and stayed till 2 a.m.? And were you wearing white? Um, yes. If I hadn't been in the stadium yet, I probably would have because I would have just gone when I could when it was going to start again. If I had to stay there in that stadium... I think you you weren't allowed to leave until it was all over, and then it was already starting. So then you're just stuck. I cannot. I mean, those people. I I just like that sucks. Because like you so can't bad. leave the those stadium and people, come back. Dude. So those are your fellow people. That was Taylor Swift in a nutshell. It that was. That wasn't a nutshell. Ray, thank you for listening to us ramble about Taylor Th- Swift. That was a walnut. That was the whatever the world's biggest nut. That's the nutshell you just gave us. I don't think it's a walnut. It, right? it was very interesting, and Ray. we went back home and nutted. And we talked about it, and we were just like, "Wow, that was crazy." You talked about it with that couple after the show. No, we talked to Swifty. We, Don't we, let him convince we talked you about it with my cousin and his wife. We sat on the couch and we talked a little bit about it, like how she cried for half the show, and she was just like, the emotion was just. You also just spent what? How how long has this been, Ray? Thirty minutes talking about Taylor Swift. He's a Swifty. I really am leaving now. No, I'm not Goodbye. a Swifty. You have to recap the concert. And here's the thing, Morgan. I want to tell people that if you're you're thinking about to go to go to Taylor Swift in another city, you she don't, doesn't need help selling tickets. No, coach. no, no, no. If you guys have never heard of this girl named Taylor Swift, guys, buy tickets at her show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can wait till the last minute. Just go right outside the stadium. 
And what if it's ten minutes before the show's about to start, you'll be able to get tickets for cheap because the people on the resale market are trying to dump them right before the concert. As we were on the way to the concert, at like the concert started at eight, we were in the Lyft or Uber at seven fifteen. Tickets were down to two hundred dollars a piece. Really? Yes. On game time or what? Yeah, one, yeah, whatever the app. What I don't even know exactly what it was called, but it was two hundred dollars a piece. So that tells you those people are high, 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 high. And if you wait, 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 wait. You can get them for cheap. But I'm telling you, dude, at Nissan that one time when it was Purdue and the Vols, the tickets actually kept going up, and you couldn't find anything. Which was, is wild. I know. But, yes, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. She puts on a great show. Great great night one. Night one was great. And I've seen all the clips. Everybody's seen them. They're all over Twitter every Monday. I don't I don't know what clips. I, 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 didn't, did know. You, I didn't even go to the damn show, and I knew she jumped in some drunk tank or whatever. I had no idea she was going to do that. I had no idea I've she was going to do that. I've seen the clip a hundred like, times, dude. I'll be honest. She did it, and I was like, oh, that's the end. I thought that was awesome. I was like, that's how we're ending? That is so cool. <laughs> nope, and then 15 back. seconds later, she's up there singing another song. I'm like, well, that was pretty dramatic to dive in the stage for nothing, like for it to, to just come back. Like when you're diving in the stage, you think, that's the grand finale. And so you know why she has to have her shows late for the graphics and stuff. It has to be dark out. It has to be dark. That's why her shows are so late. Dude, but it was it, it was a really entertaining show. She is she owns that for being a single like one person she's on that whole single. catwalk. She's not single. She owns it. She works it. Phenomenal. But she knows how she's got stage presence. She has stage presence. That, I I mean, they you can teach that. You can teach that. They could teach your ass in 8 months how to own that stage. Oh, uh, I don't know that good. But she well owning the stage like LeBron. No, we're not we're not transitioning to that. We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and tell you about Saturday. I mean, dude, you think my weekend ended there? You can't wait till Saturday. It got even crazier. Oh my gosh. What? Rocket. You want you would rather talk about Pablo? You want to no. talk about the death of Pablo? No. We we can? No, Rocket. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. 
It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized an already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Saturday morning, I mean, after going to bed at 2 a.m., Team Snacks has an 8 a.m. soccer game. 8 a.m. So it's rough. You're up all night screaming at the Taylor show, but you know what? You have to show up for those kids. You have to show up for Team Snacks, see if you can keep the undefeated season alive, only giving up two goals so far. And we show up, 740, here we go. Let's get ready, start warming up. And we took it to them. We took it to the team. Eggs and bakey. Uh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. We gave him a, a thing of sausage and a piece of toast. Said, "Hey, eat up, boys. Let's go. We got to get, got to get some energy for the game." We took it to him. We dominated. My cousin and his wife showed up to the game. They, they watched. They went. Yes. Wow. Cousin Andrew and his wife Ellen. They were at the game. They were there to support. Dude, my cousin. I got two cousins that live in the city. The son had high school baseball games. The other ones have them all over in Smyrna. I haven't been to one. <laughs> Wow. Ain't my kids. No, that, but are, do you know your I mean. Yeah, no, we're very good friends. I just, I, that's a drive, man. And I don't know if they're, I need to know if they're good. I need, if they're a star player on a team. Then you want to go watch. And they're in high school, I'll go watch them. Like if your cousin was LeBron James, you'd go watch Bronny? I'll go watch Bronny. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I get that. So we, we go and we dominate. We just. Another dub? Another dub. We give up a total of zero goals once dub, again. Dub mans. Zero goals once again. I mean, great game. I, I made my four-year-old cry. I mean, he bawling his eyes out at the end of the game because I subbed him out of the game. That's got it. That's a coaching decision. But you have to. T- you have to sub. Everybody has to play. Everybody has to sub out. And I just subbed him out. And I get, the game ended while he was on the sideline, and he was so upset. And come to find out, I wasn't upset that I subbed him out. It was that he was out of the game when it ended. He wanted to be on the field when the whistle was blown. But that's good, though. It makes it look like to the other parents, you're a good coach. Exactly. I have to let my son know. The other parents can't think that you get to play the whole time. Like, there's some games he doesn't start just because, hey, 
you know what, got to show the other parents that I'm not, you know, biased towards my kid. So after the game. Did my, your wife go? Oh, yeah, she was there. Everybody that went to Taylor woke up and went at 7.40 in the morning. Yes. Impressive. <laughs> after going to bed at 2 a.m., we were all up I got to admit. Those are my own damn kids. Cousin, really props. If those are my own kids, I'd think twice if I was your wife about going. Because you're the coach. I'm the coach. She didn't need to go. She could have stayed home with the baby. But we were up at 6.15. We were in the car by 7.15 with the kids, the baby, the cousin, the cousin's wife, all going to the game. Boom. Because they decided to stay with you guys because of the long drive. No, no, that was my cousin. Oh. My, his, his fraternity brother, Brim, was driving in that morning from Virginia. Got it. And so... We get done with the soccer game. We're like, hey, where are you at? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we're about 40, 45 minutes outside of Nashville. We're, like, we're well, on the brim. We're like, well, do we wait for them to eat or we do not wait for them to eat? And we decide to go eat at Cracker Barrel. You guys want to suck off a couple biscuits? And so they stopped at Cracker Barrel wherever they were at, and they ate Cracker Barrel while we ate Cracker Barrel. That's when you know it's a good American family. Then we're thinking, all right, we're going to get back home. We're going to take naps because we're exhausted. we got like four and a half hours of sleep. No problem. Go and squeeze in a swizzle. Yeah, so we get home. And they text, hey, we're 15 minutes away. Damn it. Why? Because they're coming to our house. They're not going to want to nap. They're going to want to talk. Oh. Because they are not tired. Well, you got a 15-minute nooner to squeeze in. No, I'm getting the kids down to bed. I'm like, all right, you guys got to take a nap. You guys got to take a nap. And they're like, but are Andrew's friends here yet? I'm like, no, they'll be here when you get up from rest. Okay, we're going to go to sleep. Have this little gummy. It's got they get time. really quiet. Then the friends show up, and I hear, dada, dada. And I go down there, and my three-year-old. Are Andrew's friends here yet? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I need to come up and say hi. I'm like, no, you need to take a nap. He goes, well, I need to see them first. That's why you got to take Brim for a walk around the neighborhood. And I'm like, damn it. Here comes Brim and his wife. That's a $2.2 million home, Brim. Brim, his wife, and his 12-year-old daughter. And I'm like, you know what? You guys aren't going to nap. Just come on upstairs. So they come up and they just go crazy. And we sit there, and this is when I break down the whole Taylor life. And No, you broke it down here, and you broke it down no, no. for them? Megan was telling me the history of Taylor, her albums, like everything going on. Like, I looked up why she's able to re-record the songs. Like, I thought that would be... Borshed shit. I didn't understand it. All that. So then... Selling the rights. That night, we're going to the Nashville soccer game. Uh, Coach, how much can you squeeze into a, a orange of a weekend? That's what we do. Squeeze as much life. So Bram dropped his daughter and uh, wife down at the concert, came back. We went over to the neighbors, had some margaritas because they were making margaritas on the porch. So we show up without our kids. We had a babysitter, got the margaritas. Then we went to dinner, had some Indian vegetarian Indian food at Woodlands Vegetarian or something. Phenomenal. You ever come to Nashville? Hit it up. Walking distance or you Ubered there? Uh, we drove there. All right. And because one of the guys in the group that was meeting us for dinner is sober, so he could be our driver. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. No, he's uh, he's uh, in Re- recovery. Okay. Yeah, and so six years sober now. Congratulations to him. So we go eat there, then we head to the Nashville soccer game. Great. You know what? I'm like, hey, I'm going with my cousin. I'm going with Brim, going with Jim. Let me Going with the sober guy. Going, going with my wife, going with uh, cousin Andrew's wife. Jim's wife's there. You know what? Let me Let me put a little scratch on this game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little crazy here. Nashville Nashville's gonna beat the Chicago Fire. Yeah. Oh, you know what? They're minus 150. Well, that doesn't pay very well. How can I parlay this? Oh, Honey Mukhtar anytime goal scorer. Oh, that's cool. Let me do that. That's plus 205. Nightmare. And here's the problem. I mean, the chances of you picking a goal scorer couldn't be any farther from what's gonna possibly happen. 
What I didn't realize, though, is that it had to be in regular time. Brutal. So, watching the first half, and we're dominating, dominating, can't score, can't score. Then, penalty, penalty in the box, in the box, we get a penalty kick. And who's going to take the penalty? Mokhtar. Honey, Mukhtar! Holy crap. He steps up. And he buries it! Goal! Are you freaking kidding Goal! me? Light the beam! Let's go! Matt Parlay is going to hit! Oh, oh, wait. It was in the six minutes of extra time added on to the end of the first half. Doesn't count. What a stupid ass bet. And then you learn it though after the fact. That's brutal. That's and a bad beat. I'm like, what the hell? So Nashville SC is celebrating their goal. And a 14-year-old kid runs out on the field. A 14-year-old kid runs out of the field from the stands. And security starts chasing him. And this 14-year-old, I guess, is out of shape. That's my son. Because he starts running, running. He's looking over his right shoulder. And then he just stops. He gives up when he gets to midfield. Was he high on meth or rippets? I, I, I don't know. Oh. And it was out of our section. It's probably coke. And the dad comes walking down, and he doesn't even look pissed off. So I'm like, the dad has to be in on this. Who tells their 14-year-old to go run on the field? If the dad was drunk. The opposite. Because the, dad, the dad's not pissed. He's kind of smiling and laughing with the security guard going, yeah, it's my son, you know, pointing at him. The security guard on the field is about to throw this 14-year-old, like, on the ground. Like, about to slam him. And one of the players, Annabelle, Annabelle Godoy, goes up and goes, whoa, 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 don't slam him. Don't slam him. Like, stops the security guard. Wow. I know. It was crazy. So they escort him off the field, and he comes walking by our section. And the kid now looks terrified. After he thinks this is a great idea, and the dad... When he gets to him, if your 14-year-old son runs on the field without your permission, when he gets back to you, what are you doing? About to rip the ass out of him. Like, are you throwing your hands up, yelling at him, like, what the hell are you thinking, right? Punch him in the crank. Something. This dad just kind of grabs him by the back of the neck and kind of laughs, and they start walking into the tunnel. And into the tunnel, so he knew the team? No, 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 the security's escorting him out. But my whole thing is... Who the hell tells their kid or allows their kid to run on the field and isn't super pissed when they come back? If you are not in on it, you are furious at that point. It's 2023. Gotta let him. My cousin and I and Bram and Jim and my wife, we had this debate for two hours after the game about if the dad was in on it or not in on it. My cousin believes he wasn't in on it and he was pissed. Brim, would you do that sober? And I said, there is no chance he's in on it. Or he is in on it because he has to be in on it or else he'd be freaking fired up and mad. And I just don't understand. The 14-year-old runs out and then, all right, cool. That was it. But that is crazy. Dude, It's if it's a divorcee, he's... Trying to be the cool dad? I don't know. You never know. Maybe, I mean, he's going to lose custody, but for those moments, he was cool. Because he wasn't mad one bit. So we go to the half, one nothing. He's the same kind of dad that's going to give his son a Jimmy when he heads to school. He probably gave him a Jimmy in eighth grade. <laughs> and, probably, and probably buys him beer at eighth grade. I mean, it was it was something I'd never seen before. There's nothing wrong with a little seventh grade beer. Right. <laughs> so, middle of the second half, I mean, NSC is up one nothing. The whole game, whole game, whole game. 
Oh my God, we're dominating, dominating. Hani Mukhtar, breakaway, one on one with the keeper. Keeper blocks it. Oh, so he's a big time goal scorer. For yeah, he's us. he was the MLS MVP okay. last year. That was in the seventieth minute, and I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Eight minutes later, Schaffelberg gets in the box, and he gets tripped. Penalty! 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 So any penalty, Mukhtar shoots it. And it's a PK. And who's going to step up to take it? Honey Mukhtar! You got lucky that they let him shoot every penalty kick. And here we go. Come on, Honey. Come on, Honey. Steps up. And he buries it! He buries it! NSC 2 nothing. So he scored two goals now. Two goals! One was in extra time. This was in regulation. Ooh. And the bet is looking good. We're up 2 nothing in the 78th minute. Let's go. Then, Hani Mukhtar he scores ar- again. He already won the bet. He scores again. You already won the bet. He scored in the 90th plus three. So it was extra time. He scored two. Because I was like, what are the odds that anybody really is going to score in the extra time? He scored two of the three goals in extra time. Then Asheville SC won 3 nothing. I won my bet, but I was like, this is so stupid. He scored three goals? Hat trick, baby. I might have to go watch this team. Oh, my God. It was Did he awesome. play with us last year? Yeah, he was the MLS MVP last year. Dang. I won my bet. Bet 100, won 205. Oh, so you just did a single Woo! bet. Yeah, that was it. Okay. It was a parlay. It was Nashville SC to win and Hani Mukhtar anytime goal scorer in regular time. Wow. Don't ever bet on soccer, guys. Did not realize that he had to score in the regular time. <laughs> Two of his three goals were in extra time. Dude, sometimes when I hate those hockey lines, I look at the MLS. And no, I look at hockey goal score. You ain't going to pick the right goal score. When it's freaking, well, 8-4 to four that I saw the other year boys, was it? Was it uh, who won eight? Was it eight to four? It was. Uh, I won my Maple Leafs. It might have been when the Panthers beat the Leafs. Because let me tell you, Jordan Holcomb told me the Maple Leafs. They're down 3 0. <laughs> last night. Oh, it was the Devils and uh, yeah, the Devils. Yeah, they came out last night. Maple Leafs won nothing. Oh, Panthers tie it 1 1. All right. Maple Leafs score 2 1. Yes, here we go. Oh. Never mind. Uh, Panthers score 2-2. Let's go to overtime. Yeah, when I went to bed, you guys were winning. We lost our goalie. Our goalie like racked his nuts on the, the bar, and he had to leave the games. We had some backup guy that's been playing in the minor leagues all season. He's only played seven NHL games. Bieber's cousin. We go to the overtime. The guy gets the wrap around the net right between the goalie's legs. Panthers win. Series 3 nothing. Might as well trash that ticket. Let me, let me see what the cash-out offer is right now. 3-0 comebacks only happen in baseball. God. Uh, no, very rare in baseball. Let me see. Boston did it to the Yankees. Yep. That was the first time. There's um, maybe one or two more. Let me see here. Let me see what my cash out is. So I got to finish my Saturday night, though, after this. Um, bet my cash out option is, oh, my gosh. Let's see. Well, it was 30 dollars. Yeah. I don't even know if they're going to offer me a cash out Let's anymore. Let's get the timeline. Oh, yeah. I can cash out. So what for did it start out as? A two hundred dollar bet. Okay. I have the Maple Leafs and the Oilers to win their conference. I can now cash out for twenty one dollars and twenty cents. I would do it. They're down three zero. I know. You I'm, can't be proud. You gotta just take the money and run, right? Yeah. Just lose the one seventy nine. Dude, that's what we do at the slots. Sometimes Bazer will put in a fifty and it'll be down to five. And she's like, I'm just gonna run the five, and I'm like, no. 
We're not proud. Cash that sucker out. I'll go to the cashier. Nice. I don't give a crap about turning a $5 slip. Yeah, so Saturday night after the NSC game, we go back to the house, and we're, we're waiting for uh, Brim's wife to get done with the concert because Brim's going to have to go pick her up. And we're so, smoking. So we're sitting around. I think we're going to have some more drinks, and then one guy's like, hey, guys, you guys want to play Clue? I'm like, what? Excuse me? I'm like, it's uh, 11.30 at night. Is it strip Clue? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, let's play a game of Clue. So... My Saturday night, after the NSC game, after winning the bet, we played Clue. It was Mrs. Marble in the library. No, it was Miss Peacock with the lead pipe in the billiards room. No, she was in the study. Sorry, it was in the study. That was the end of the game. We played, and it was 1.30 in the morning when I went to bed. Mark, how big are your wife's boobs? Yeah, so 1.30, we go to bed. And then Sunday morning, Andrew and his wife, Ellen, their flight is at 8 a.m., so I have to take them to the airport at 6 a.m. <laughs> so I got to bed eight hours of sleep this weekend, man. Dude, that's the unthinkable. The early call time Saturday and then a back-to-back. You got it on Sunday, too? Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. It was a tough weekend, man. So I'm going to take a break and take a nap, and we're going to come back right after this. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms, And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, 
personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Do you want to talk about your weekend? Coach, it was sad. There's nothing really to talk about. Um, I did want to just say really quick, um, Justin was starting to pitch me bits that we need to do on the podcast. And it's, you know, the Justin I'm talking about. Yeah. So you really don't want to talk about it? Hold on. Okay. Justin said we should come up with players that have really weird names like God, Sham God, Oil Cam Boyd. He thinks that'd be a funny segment. Okay. I said it has legs, but those legs still need to walk a little bit. Then he also said your craziest, uh, or not craziest, your best accomplishment in high school. So maybe we post that on the Facebook and do it on Wednesday. Your like sports accomplishment, okay, where you can kind of brag, okay. Those are kind of good. The, yeah, let's do that one. Best high school sports accomplishment, so or on, or quiz bowl or band or whatever, so we can make fun of you. Hit us on Twitter, and also hit us on uh, Facebook. But no, it was very sad weekend. Pablo passed away, and he, he coach he just couldn't drink the water anymore. He was starting to fall over. His balance wasn't there. He was losing a lot of weight. And that was it. I mean, when they can't do water anymore, unfortunately, they, that gives them 24 to 48 hours. So did you let it happen naturally, or did you take him to the vet and do the... No, Coach, we didn't. I said, for the love of God, I'm not going to see this cat dehydrate. That'd be the worst ever. Ugh. So we had to have the lady come. She lets Oh, us, so you did the home one. She let us be in the bed together, Pablo laying there, and then that's how he passed. Ugh. I know. We've already got the urn, though. Oh, you already did the cremation, huh? It's, it's a cat urn right there in the sun on the windowsill. Wow. It's pretty cool. Baser was very, very upset. Uh, I've already done all my crying, but it was sad. But he had a great life. Very long life. Everybody was very sweet on Facebook. I put a post on Instagram. Everybody was very, very nice. I post something, I get like 1,000 likes. Pablo posts something, he gets 10,000 likes. Got like 1,000 comments on it. It's pretty nice. On the Sore Losers page? Or your personal page? Personal. Oh. I could do that on Sore Losers. Not as much traction. I didn't really talk about Pablo as much on there, but I could. But I won't, but I could. So Pablo's been gone for how many days now? He left on Thursday. I told... Can I say... can Can I just give you props then? Because you came in and did the podcast on Friday. You powered through it, and you had to be doing it with a heavy heart. Right. But you didn't show it. You didn't. You didn't let that affect your performance. So I hope Sore Losers Nation knows... He could have gone on the bereavement list like you know pro athletes do, where they get seven days off when someone dies. But no, not Ray. He's here for you guys. Yeah, I told Bazer, I said, it's just like Tiger Woods said when he was banging all those chicks and Perkins and stuff. Oh. He had to compartmentalize. How do you win the Masters after banging a girl in the back of Perkins? Tiger told that one girl that was his right-hand woman, 
one up in New York, whatever her Uchitel. name was. Uchitel. I knew you'd know. He was, he was banging her on the pine straw at Augusta, amen corner. He said, I just compartmentalize. you got to learn how to compartmentalize. And so that's really kind of what I did going into it. I couldn't do my job if I didn't compartmentalize, so I did. Baser works from home, so she's got so many things that remind her of him. It's very, been very hard. I'd sent her messages on Thursday and Friday and said, hey, I know it's really hard today. Because their morning started out where he would lay on her every morning. Since she had cancer in 2018. Oh. We're talking a five-year streak. So that was difficult. And it actually did feel better for so her. So did to- you hire someone to come in and lay on her while you're at work? No, I made sure oh. when I came home, I laid on her, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all jokes aside, it was very sad. Pablo's a good kitty. And people were a little confused. Uh, Kevin and Steve go, uh, so you still have Pablo? Or I, I kind of thought then Pablo and Scully were the same cat. They were. I just made a stupid-ass name. But Bazer called him Scully, and then I called him randomly Pablo. Sorry for the confusion. And did you lower your uh, cameo price? Because Pablo's not in it anymore? Yeah. We almost need to close it down. You need to change your description of... We've been on a dry spell. I told Bazer we should have closed it down. Ray, Bay, and Pablo, you need to change that to just Ray and Bay. I know. But, dude, you talk about a quiet house. Holy crap. You get used to sounds? That place is eerie. I, the whole weekend, we went, all right, let's go to the mall. Let's go. Hey, you want to go eat at Longhorn? Yeah, yeah, I love Longhorn. We're out there. Hey, you want to go for a walk? Yeah, yeah, I love walking. <laughs> hey, you want to go to Ashley Ruiz's? Yeah. You want to go to Mexican? Yeah. Dude, we weren't trying. Want to go to Cancun? <laughs> We tried to not be home at all. Oh, I, th- I figured every time you'd want to go there, I'm not in the mood. So then we did watch the Kentucky Derby back there. I yeah. did not watch the Kentucky Derby at all. I don't even know who won. Well, me and Bazer is an emotionally driven pick. We went one horse that meant sun and one horse that meant angel. Their names were angel and okay. sun. They ended up finishing in the top. One of them finished in the top three. Angel almost won the damn thing, and I think it was 30 to one. Oh. We, put, we put $1.50 and crap on it. I have no, like I didn't watch it. Don't I mean I don't know who won? Mage, Mage won. Congrats. Nobody really said it was going, except for my boy Bob Memory. Memory, he said he was going to win. Really? Yeah, and I he I think he won thousands. He had to have because it wasn't even close. The the favorite at one point dropped out. Yeah, I, I saw like five horses died. But it's but always, maybe they weren't the ones that were in the Kentucky Derby. I don't know. I didn't pay much attention. I was so busy this weekend, couldn't watch. I didn't like yesterday basketball games. I didn't watch them, man. They were so good. They were, and I didn't watch them because I finally. I took a nap yesterday because I was so freaking tired. I hope you did. Like, my kids went to nap, and I, I kicked my my cousin's fraternity brother was there later than my cousin. Like, he slept in. My cousin had a 6 a.m. flight. Him and his wife and daughter slept in. And so I just had to play, like, you guys want to hang out in my house? Cool. I, and You want some breakfast? That's a tattoo core. And then coach. they were going to the Taylor Swift uh, exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame at right. 9.30 a.m. So they left. Kids went to nap at, like, 1 o'clock, and your boy was out. Three and a half hours. I'd love the review. If I never hear about Taylor Swift for the next year, it'd be great. You want to end this on a positive note? Yes. Okay. There was a guy staying at the Hilton downtown in Nashville. Saw this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good hotel. Below you can get- uh, It's awesome. Yeah, they got espresso martinis. Very good. Yeah, expensive. It's right across the street from Bridgestone Arena. Sore Losers Nation probably couldn't afford the uh, the espresso martinis. Very good. But it is a great hotel. Very nice. But there was a businessman from Texas. I believe he's from Austin. Uh, He was asleep in his room at the Hilton when he awoke at 5.30 or 5 a.m. on March 30th to the hotel manager- Sucking his toes. <laughs> he said, 
At 5 a.m., I woke up to find the 52-year-old manager sucking on my toes. Hey, payday. <laughs> He's getting some money. <laughs> I mean, what? So that guy, okay. obviously the manager had a duplicate of the key card, snuck in, and then just started sucking? He, he, he made a duplicate copy, and when they asked him about it, he said, oh, I smelt smoke, so I was going in to check on the guest. I didn't suck on his toes. But no one else reported smoke smell, and there was no log of it of saying he smelt smoke in the, I guess, the security book or whatever he has to fill out. So the 52-year-old man was arrested. But my question is, has he done this before and people just didn't wake up? Have they woken up and been like, whoa, I'm not going to say anything. This is too awkward. I don't want people to know you were sucking my toes. He obviously looks at a person if they're hot, and then he'll go sneak in their room if he thinks he can get away with it. Late at night when they're drunk or something, and he'll sneak in at night. So that's why you always deadbolt the top. And I mean, unless you're into kinky stuff like that, man, I don't, I don't know if I. What do work. you think? How long would it take you before you woke up if someone was sucking on your toes? I mean, it, the first minute I think it was Baser, and then <laughs> once I feel these big old fangs from the guy's mouth, then I would have known it was a man. You know, I mean, I just, I can't, I don't understand how it goes from like, like why today? Like you're the manager at the Hilton. So you have to be a pretty good employee to be a manager, right? Or maybe he got the vibe that the dude would be into it. He got the wrong vibe. Do if you had to bet, if you were betting, if you had a million dollars, is that the first time he snuck into a room and sucked the toes? Probably the first time he sucked on the toes, but he's snuck into rooms. And maybe watched people? He sniffed panties. He's watched people. He knows how to go into a room quietly. He's done. He's into that kinky stuff, man. I'm telling you, there's a kinky under-the-radar group out there that's just kinking around, man, and he's one of them. If you woke up and the dude's sucking your toes, would you call the police? Uh, I'd act normal so that he doesn't kill me, but then, yes, you're going to get paid. It's Hilton. Okay. That's Paris Hilton. That's true. You're going to get hilarious. I mean, so freaking funny. But that's a positive note. All right, everybody. Have a good Monday. That pod was awesome. You brought it. Taylor Swift, boys. Go see the show. Hey, you don't have to be a Swifty to enjoy it. She was phenomenal. I don't need to. You did the full review. (laughs) I think she sang that song while we were there. I don't know. She sang 44, so I'm not sure which one she left out. Didn't know she had that many songs. And I believe Clay and Buck are out of this room, but we still have... 30 cameras up. Yeah, we still got cool lights and things like that. We're back in our home studio. We feel good. I threw the door open the other day. They were doing a live stream. I must have been in their live stream camera. I had no idea they were in here. Oops. Yep. All right. Have a good Monday, everybody. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday. Rest Damn. in peace, Pablo. Yeah, rest in peace. Let's have a moment of silence for him. I'll try and squeeze in some commercials there, Ray. Thanks for that. No, I don't think I will, but. Man, I'm going to go home and take a nap again. I'm still tired. Psst. There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 Phillips over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.